Talk Zone presents Motivation with a Purpose Radio, the show that highlights the inspirational stories of people from all walks of life. Now, bringing you real inspiration, here are your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome to Talk Zone, the everybody at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, where we attempt to motivate, inspire, and challenge you to live and work with purpose. I'm Rich Hallstrom, and once again, he is Zeke Bambolo, and we welcome you to a special edition of Motivation with a Purpose. Hey, Zeke, how are you doing on this Friday morning? Uh, it's been a good day. It's been a good morning. It's been a good week, actually. It's a, a lot of good challenges, but challenges that give you back your proper perspective on life, on God, and stuff like that. So it's been a very excellent week as far as I'm concerned. And we are not the only ones that are having an excellent week, Zeke. Uh, two of our very most important early guests on the show have mm-hmm. updates to share with us. The extraordinary documentary, Rape for Profit, about human trafficking, focusing on the Seattle-Washington area, but really a problem nationwide and worldwide, has Dave, has begun to sell tickets for their December 7th debut at Lincoln Square Cinemas. So we want to remind everybody to go to the Lincoln Square Cinemas website in Bellevue, Washington, and pick up your tickets. Tickets are now on sale. Get all your information at Lincoln Square Cinemas about Rape for Profit. And then we want to also congratulate the Morning Center and Elise Barrett. They won $50,000 in a contest from Cultivate Wines, who was uh, using a contest for their wine company in selling wines. Mm-hmm to uh, help cultivate life through their product. And their winner for this time period of the project is the Morning Center, and uh, that $50,000 will do a whole lot to help uh, the Morning Center with their mission of providing prenatal care to uh, mothers in need in uh, the Memphis, Tennessee, Tennessee area. Uh, that's where they're going to start some of their pilot prog- programs. We learned about their mobile units and uh, how the whole Morning Center project goes and works. And uh, just a fascinating win for both of our guests. Man, great. isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing when a good thing comes together for people, for just great people? And uh, we had some great conversations on this program with Ray for, for, for Profit and with the Morning Center. And it's just good to see how um, their desires and the things that they are projected in terms of impacting our society and our communities have come together so so wonderfully. So that's amazing, amazing news. Thank you for sharing that. They are great examples of what one person can one person can do and or one set of people can do when you put your mind to it and you stay on mission but also great examples of the impact of social media as both those projects used social media to their benefit to benefit a whole group of people and get a message out on two very distinct but important topics mhm mhm Man, so um, I mean, do you, so, I, mean, I know that uh, I expect uh, hopefully in the next few uh, days as well, especially with uh, Rape for Profit. I think their event is scheduled for somewhere in, in the latter part of the year. Is that correct? Uh, December seventh is the yes. opening night for Rape for yes. Profit. So we want you to put that on your calendar, December seventh, two thousand twelve. And uh, that'll be another great night. And uh, they just recently signed all the paperwork for that premiere. So we'll roll out the red carpet for Rate for Profit. And hopefully this will be one of the uh, launching pads for Mew Films and for Jason Pamer and Eric Esau to go on and uh, do many, many projects now and in the future. But uh, Zeke, why, why don't you tell our listeners how they can find us on Talk Zone as we continue on in the show yeah absolutely certainly uh if the you haven't visited the site yet it's certainly talkzone.com 
And uh, be sure, again, TalkZone is spelled that simply, TalkZone, one word, dot com. And when you're there, just look for MWP Radio, Motivation with the Purpose Radio. And uh, you will see, obviously, our past episodes, uh, archive episodes that you can listen to as well. If you're wondering what are we talking about with this rate for profit or with the Morning Center, certainly you can go back and listen to those programs and hear the hearts of these in- individuals and uh, the great work they intend to do out there for our communities. Very necessary uh, projects uh, for, especially with the Morning Center too, for young um, for mothers out there who may not have the opportunity to get proper care, uh, prenatal uh, care as they move through the process of having a, a child. So just some wonderful projects out there. So again, TalkZone.com and then MWP Radio on Motivation with the Purpose, and you will find us uh, bright and that we just shine. I mean, there's two shining stars out there, man. The, I mean, your bald head kind of scares me a little bit, Rich, but I'm glad that you, you, you're a good-looking guy. Well, I try not to shine it up too much, but you know you have to get you have to get the shine just right, so you don't uh, so you don't blind and blind any of the listeners out there. You know yes. we don't want to be we don't want to be mistakenly identified as an unidentified flying object that could be <laughs> bad for the future of the show. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> oh man. Well. Do you have some more stuff for us before we get uh, to our, our wonderful show idea or show thought today? Yes. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, your public speaking this weekend. Uh oh. Uh oh. You're starting some bad stuff anyway. <laughs> you're starting some rumors there, but uh, yeah, certainly. Um, this weekend we have an opportunity. Uh, we've the last few weeks have been quite busy in, uh, in weekends that is traveling and speaking. But praise God that we have the opportunity to speaking to the hearts of men. Uh, and this weekend we're going to be in Langley, British Columbia, in Canada, uh, speaking there with the Iron for the first ever Iron Shoppers Iron Conference on the uh, in the nation of, of Canada. And we'll be uh, our topic uh, this week is is your family name a recognizable brand? And uh, we certainly want to challenge uh, men, especially since this is a men's conference, to look at making their uh, desire to transform, to create transferable multi-generational legacy a priority in their lives. And one of the ways we want to touch on that, uh, back a while, people used to have, and some still do, used to have family crest, things that were pretty important in identifying uh, having us as individuals identify with our families. And, uh, and the scripture also talks about uh, some of that uh, information that we will be sharing and speaking to them in the hearts of men, hoping that they will go back home and have a different motivation as we talk about motivation to purpose. They have a motivation to go back and build multi-generational legacy into their families for a long time to come. Long after they're dead and gone, their mark can still be left on their families, but a good one, not a bad one. Zeke, I have a question for you because I think the way that you've – phrase that topic is very interesting because uh-huh. people don't normally think of their own name as a recognizable brand. You know, when we think about branding or right. brand, we think of that in a business context. Any particular mm-hmm. reason why you have decided to explore this topic of branding as it relates to a person's uh family name and legacy give me a little absolutely. bit of, of info absolutely. on that yeah absolutely first of all our, our base text that we speak of is numbers 2 verse 2 where god is lining the people of israel as they get into the promised land and he tells moses to organize the people by the banners under the household of their fathers all right, so that was that was our base scripture that we will use there. We also look at Genesis one when uh, looking at how God uh, propagated His legacy to, to us. In that, He says, "Let us make men in our own image." And in that, He gave us His authority. Uh, he gave us also His His nature of service to to, to mankind and to into God to glorify God. He gave us these things out of His own legacy. So we use a couple of topics there. But the, the reason why I use the uh, recognizable brand idea is that there's a term called family branding quite frequent quite effective term called family branding but it has nothing at all to do with the traditional family it has all to do with corporations who have stolen all of the 
traits and characteristics of a very healthy family model, transition that into corporate into corporate uh, world, and you're using those traits to say, well, let's get all of a nail polish, soap, and all these things. Let's brand a, gr- a group of products and and really emphasize strength in unity amongst a variety of products. And so family branding so, in a corporate term is a very successful term, but has nothing to do with families, yet instill that the, all of the model, all of the characteristics of that they use for, for successful family branding. Like if I say, Rich, if I say the ultimate driving machine, what do you think of? Probably BMW. BMW. Yeah. You're a sports guy. So if I said just do it, what do you think of? Oh, obviously Nike. Nike, okay? So you have all these slogans that corporations use, and it's all part of the corporate branding model. And so I, I go by and I, and I take this family branding opportunity uh, 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 model, and I put it right below, alongside a family legacy model, and I show you how these terms all are should be used in our families. And we are missing the point, and corporations are making a killing profit-wise, and they're using things that we should be using in our families. So and that's what- why we go with that model. And what I hear you say, what I hear you saying is that people should be uh, thinking about this in more of a team concept because Ooh. I see, see that develop, developing here in the corporate example you use. That's what a corporation is really building is trying to build that, that team camaraderie camaraderie have i uh, hit on something there absolutely you you're right i mean we've become a, a very individualistic culture as opposed to a familial culture and there is strength in numbers there's a lot of things that we can do to to really maximize the strength of our family unit working together whether it's brother sister mom dad or there's a, there's something there that we can we can use but our culture has become so much more individualistic about how we think about multi-generational thoughts and all of these things that we are missing the book a lot when we see drug abuse, when we see child abuse, when we see uh, drug, I mean, uh, alcohol or, or single parent epidemic and so forth, these are all things that we've become so individualistic that it is really damaging our culture. And my goal is to help us reignite the discussion of family legacy within our homes. And that's one way that we bring that discussion to bear, with, especially with men at a conference of this nature. That sounds like a great conference to be at this weekend, Zeke. Give us the information one more time before we go right ahead with the show this morning. Yes, it is the Iron Sharpens Iron Conference. It's going to be at the North Community Church in Langley, British Columbia. And uh, it's an all-day conference. They will have two uh, keynote speakers uh, and, a, and a variety of, of session breakouts as well that are touching so many different topics, so many incredible topics. So it's a phenomenal conference. If you know someone who lives in Canada or uh, is uh, available to be at the uh, North Community Church, please let them know and let them come out to Kind of lock arms with other men in a very unique opportunity. I mean, the uh, the, award, the, the, the award that is given, for example, to the church that brings um, mobilizes the most men, not just by numbers, but the, the sheer size of the church in terms of percentage, usually gets a real gladiator sword as uh, as a, 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 a appreciation gift. So it's just a wonderful event, a very highly charged event, and guys leave leave there really ready to um, to make changes in their lives. So if you would like to see what Zeke looks like in living color, go north of the border this weekend and uh, join all of our fans in Canada for a very stimulating weekend. Uh, Zeke, why don't we talk about, uh, as we get the show going here, how people can connect, connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. First of all, Twitter, MWP Radio Man. You can uh, send us a Twitter message uh, Tell us about guest suggestions, people you want to see, people you've heard. Give us all your thoughts. You can even give us some thoughts during the show, and maybe we'll uh, give you credit for it on the air. So that's MWP Radio Man on Twitter. And then you can also find both Zeke and myself on Facebook. Just do a search, uh, Rich Hallstrom. And then the author Zeke page on Facebook. And uh, you'll find uh, Zeke's picture there, and you can uh, become both of our friends and become a friend of the show. And we will, in the future, we're going to have an MWP Radio updated uh, Facebook page and a brand 
brand new motivationwithapurpose.com website is soon to be on the way. So we want to let all of our listeners know about a, our brand new website is being worked on right this minute. And we got all kinds of surprises for the future. So Zeke, Rich. let's talk about, let's talk about what the show is going to be about today. It's all yours, my friend. Yes, sir. And I'm honored and privileged to be in this position to, uh, talk about our subject matter today. And to talk about talk about our guest today, uh, a very phenomenal friend of mine. Folks, if you haven't read the introduction for the show already for today, uh, here it is. We will be talking with none other and getting to know none other than Mr. Rich Hallstrom. And we feel like uh, when you hear Rich's story today and his heart, and why we are in this position to be discussing motivation with a purpose on talkzone.com, you will get a good, strong sense of the man, uh, the essence of who he is, and the phenomenal uh, gift that he has been given that he shares with you uh, weekly on this show. And uh, just to kind of give a little bit of tidbit here to kind of get this thing going, I I thought that um, I would read first uh, this uh, breakdown of a dialogue here, kind of a kind of a bio, but still more just a general dialogue of who Rich is, and then we will get into some topic here on on him. So give me a second as I read this, if you don't mind. Uh, at some point along the way, people ask their own version of the question: What is the purpose for life? Rich Hallstrom asked himself that question approximately 14 years ago. His search for answer opened the door for him to discover the essence of who he is, forever changing the way he views himself and, his, and lives his life. His life has been filled with challenges. He was born with spastic diplegia, a, a, a form of cerebral palsy that affects motor skills and coordinate, coordination. While each of us have unique challenges and circumstances that are beyond our control, he has come to see it's how you respond to these challenges are what make the difference. He chooses to focus on what he can do rather than on what he can't do, an attitude that has taken time to develop. Today, as creator and co-host of Motivation with a Purpose, it is his responsibility to find, develop, and tell stories that provide inspiration, hope, and motivation to others, just like what he needed at one time. Living with his disability has enhanced his skills as a media professional, and it has given him the ability to develop focus, persistence, a competitive edge, and an ability to see a unique story in every person. <laughs> he has been privileged to interview some of sports elites such as Steve Young, Michael Jordan, and even Dennis Rodman. His 19-year history as an integral part of the Seattle Seahawks press team afforded him some awesome experiences and has gained him the respect of athletes and coaches alike. He enjoyed a personal relationship with former coach Mike Holmgren of the Seahawks, reminding him that he was valued and could have a positive impact on the team. Athletes, as well as individuals affected by disability, can accomplish tremendous things when they set their hearts and minds to it. His message is simple. For everyone to pursue your passions with excellence. No disability or challenge can stand in the way unless you allow it to. Rich Hallstrom, I've known you for a very long time, and that is so, so the essence of who you are and what you've done, how you've impacted my life uh, personally. So I want to just dive right into it, especially if we talk about a little bit about your disability here. We have, we have a few minutes, and I mean, tell us about your life growing up a little bit, because, you know, uh, I, I don't think I've really... Uh, Get taking some time to hear you just talk about the beginning parts of life. Can you share with us a little bit of what you dealt with in the beginning? Well, I think the biggest thing that I dealt with, Zeke, in the beginning was I was born two months premature with jaundice and pneumonia. And uh, a lot of people could look at those things as uh, big, huge roadblocks. I went to a lot of special schools, uh, had therapy daily and weekly, and it wasn't until I was about uh, 11 or 12 years 11 or 12 years old that I was allowed to go have uh, uh, the opportunity to go attend regular public elementary school, and that was a big change and a big turning point in my life. But going to all those special schools and uh, going through all that uh, therapy on both a daily and weekly basis had me the opportunity to face those obstacles head on. 
And I knew that I could either face those obstacles head on or I could uh, choose to go in the corner and decide to uh, not really do anything. So that was really the genesis of all those uh, things that all those accomplishments that you have uh, so eloquently uh, denoted for our audience. And uh, that gave me a real appreciation for life. I can, I can just say to just be here uh, in my mind was the first miracle. Rich, if I, if I could ask you about one word or two or one phrase or maybe a line that stuck out most as you uh, grew up, especially in the beginning years that, you heard frequently, and maybe gave made a change in your life, or maybe even made a, made it a little bit a bit difficult. What would you say that line was? I would say uh, you can't do that, or maybe you shouldn't do that. And it really challenged me uh, to see what I could do, but in a way, it was also a detriment because. It caused me, in one sense, to say, hey, I'm going to spend my time proving these people wrong. And to me, that was almost a detriment. And I will, and as we continue on today, I will explain what I mean by that. Yeah. Because yeah. There, there are a lot of people that are focused on proving people wrong. Yeah. But in a sense, yep. I won't, is that really what we should be doing? Yep. I will, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking with Rich Hallstrom, and we want to take the time today to give you a chance to really hear the heart and the essence of who this man is and why we are on this show that you listen to called Motivation with a Purpose. Um, but for now, on TalkZone.com, we will take a break on Motivation with a Purpose and be right back. You're listening to Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome back to Motivation with a Purpose. And today we are doing a phenomenal show with you, giving you an opportunity to get to the heart and the core of your host on this show, Rich Hallstrom, and we're trying to learn a little bit more about him and, and his life, and we just begin the last segment talking a little bit about his uh, disability and so forth. Uh, and Rich, yes, how I want to move in this yeah, as we begin this next section. I want to read for you John chapter 9, verse 1 through 4, and I want to hear your perspective a little bit as we move into this, this dialogue. And it says, uh, it says, as he, this is Christ, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? Jesus answered, it was neither that this man sinned, nor his parents, but it is so that the works of God might be developed, might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me, as long as it is day, night is coming when no, and when no one can work. So, Rich, as I look at the story about that blind man and what was going on there and how Christ addressed his disciples, look, this is not this man's fault or his parents, but it was for God to do great things. I want to move into the place to tell us a little bit, to tell us a little bit about uh, your life in terms of um, how you perceive that verse, first of all, but in the context of the struggles that you face along the way. Well, I would have to answer that question in two ways. First, um, there was a time in my life when Scripture and God and all those points of view uh, didn't really matter. Mm. So I wouldn't have really uh, res responded to that because, like I'd mentioned before, uh, for a lot of years in my life, I had the idea, well, I'm going to prove these people wrong or mm. I'm going to show that I'm capable enough to do this. And really, that put me on a course to be very successful from a uh, practical standpoint, but maybe not as successful as I could have been as a person. Mm. 
And what if we take a look at those scriptures that you mentioned, scripture passage that you mentioned, what Jesus is saying there, now looking at it as I do now as a person of faith and a follower of Christ, um, that gives me great hope. Mm-hmm. Gives me great hope and also great power because I don't have to do it in my own strength. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do it in my own strength, but I can reveal the power of God in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. You know, then the reason that I want to put that at you as also rich is that, you know, our society always, we, you know, individuals in ourselves, in our society, we always have these skewed views about different things, especially when we come, when we talk about disability of someone like you who was in a wheelchair and you've been there all your life. But I think also what that scripture is pointing to that I want you to also reference in your, in how society has viewed you along the way is that people have a particular, it's other people's view and perspective of God that will either empower them or restrict them to walk in a disability as yours. Would you agree or would you disagree? I would definitely agree or disagree, and I think that goes for people who have a disability and those who don't have a disability can take on those characteristics and can take on that mindset and those ideas because – too many people have the idea, if God does not do A, B, and C, God must not exist. Mm-hmm. Now, or he doesn't love me. Or yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I had to ask myself a lot, of those same, a lot of those same questions. Because I was coming to a point in my life where I said to myself, if I'm successful at all these things then what is this really all about? What do, I, what do I get or receive or what lasts after all this success? So that is, you know, and I've done some pretty, been very fortunate to do some very uh, wonderful things and, and to see a lot of people and to talk to a lot of people, you know, you mentioned uh, you know, Steve Young and Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan and all kinds of people. And sure, that's great. But what are you going to do when you're by yourself? Yep. Yep. And who are you going to be away from the camera or away from the microphone? And that became some very, very pivotal questions in my life. And uh, there came a point in my life where you know, doing all the sports and doing all these wonderful things wasn't enough. Yeah. And sure they were great, sure they were great, but what kind of meaning do they have? And what kind of meaning should they have, more importantly, was my question. Well, Rich, I mean, you've been touching us. Uh, let's let's go there. Let's talk about some of your career and some of your accomplishments. And I want to start by throwing this quote at you that I found from uh, Thomas Jefferson. And it says, do you want to know who you are? Don't ask. Act. Action would delineate and define you. So as I look at your career, almost 20 years in the media industry, especially with radio and other forms of media outlets, even some television time. And I hear you talking about the work you've done with the Seahawks in the past and looking at, you know, I'm hearing a little bit of and seeing a little bit about your resume and so forth. Um, First of all, how do you come to develop such a love for sports? I mean, you're a guy that's been in a wheelchair. I mean, why sports? Well, here's what I th- here's why I think uh, sports is such a great thing, and it'll kind of tie up some of the loose ends that we talked that we have talked about uh, so far, and people will begin to see the full picture. I think one of the things that sports does is we have opportunities for competition. We have comp- opportunities to challenge ourselves. But we also see inspiring stories of overcoming an obstacle that lies in your path. Mm-hmm. Or a person or a group of people on a team have to co- overcome certain adversities. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, I looked at those stories and looked at those people and said, 
whether it was consciously or subconsciously, that's something that I that's something that I could do. I may not be able to do in a sports context what those individuals are doing, but I wonder if that could be applied to life. Mm-hmm. And let me give you an and let me give you an example of that. Um, one of the people that I admire the most and have uh, read a lot about, and as a matter of fact, I did a book report on in the sixth grade, Jackie Robinson mm-hmm. broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball in 1947. And that really challenged me to think about how I view my, how I view myself because those parallels between some of the racial struggles of that time and and breaking that color barrier uh, are very similar to the way that we view people with disabilities. So I thought if Jackie Robinson could accomplish that and Jackie Robinson could be the man that he was of great character, then maybe I should adopt those character traits. Yeah. Yeah, Rich. As you as you continue, it's on my mind here. Since I asked that, I mentioned that quote to you as well. How do you think? I want to talk a little bit more beyond this question about the, some of the events you've covered. But how do you think your actions, in respect of your disability, how do you think your actions have defined you, especially in the context of a sports reporter and the things that you've done? How do you think your actions have defined you? I think it's defined me as someone who can or who wants to be an inspiration to others and wants other people to succeed and wants other people not to let so-called things or challenges or obstacles uh, define who they are. Right. We need to let our character define who we are. That's why another one of my uh, people that I really people that I really admire and uh, look toward is Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. because he wanted uh, not to be noticed for the for the color of his skin, but for the content of his character. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see in both Jackie Robinson and Martin Luther King, and also, John, also coach John Wooden, mm-hmm. who had his pyramids of success right. and talked about integrity and doing the small things. And all three of those people were people that I looked at and said to myself, these are very, very wise individuals, no matter the sphere of life that they're involved in. Mm. So that wisdom is something that I need to to pay attention to the wisdom, the character and the knowledge all combined for all three of those individuals and what they believed in that began me thinking about what I needed to believe in. Yeah. Rich, as we come up on our next break here pretty soon, I want to just cover, you know, I know there are events like uh, Super Bowl 40 and so forth that you literally were uh, in person covering from your media background. And so tell us some of the events internationally and, and domestically that you've done in the past just to give our audience a feel of uh, <laughs> you were talking about some great things, some great concepts here, but they need to understand how transcending your, your, uh, your experience is regardless of your disabilities. Can you share with us some of the areas that you've worked in the past, please? Sure, sure, no problem. Uh, covered Super Bowl Forty, as you mentioned, uh, the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks' first uh, trip to the Super Bowl in their in the team's history. Uh, that was great for me, being a being a lifelong Seahawks fan and and having gone to their very first preseason game on August first, nineteen seventy six, and and seeing that from the very beginning, and then ending up uh, covering. Uh, Super Bowl 40 for uh, Thunder Sports Network, a project that I developed with a good friend of mine, Chris Brown. And uh, we got to see up close, in person, and in color, uh, that great event known as the Super Bowl. Also, the Paralympic Games, the equivalent of Olympic 
competition internationally for people with physical disabilities. Yes. It occurs it occurs every four years in the same Olympic uh, site as the uh, Olympics, and it's a great, great forum to see what uh, athletic competition for athletes with disabilities is really all about, and just athletes in in general. Uh, some of these uh, Paralympic athletes, uh, some of the best athletes in the world, and uh, recently Oscar Pistorios from uh, mm-hmm. South Africa proved that by running in the Olympics, and hopefully we'll see more of that in the future, because mm-hmm. I think that is a great inspiration to people. And uh, some people had contro- had controversy about his uh, specially made prosthetics, but... Uh, the prosthetics don't work if you don't have the athlete attached to the <laughs> to the prosthetics. Indeed. So, so I think to uh, say disparaging disparaging comments um, about athletes uh, who use uh, prosthetics in that context, uh, you're really denying the po- the possibilities and denying the evident athletic ability that exists. You know, other events that I've covered, college World Series, NCAA basketball tournament, all kinds of things. Uh, 19 years covering the Seahawks through the NFL. Amazing, uh, amazing. That's what gets me. You've, you've had, this is, we're not talking about a one year, a couple incidents since you've had a long, extended, successful career, regardless, regardless of your disability. Yes, and and I just want to say I just want to say I have enjoyed every single minute of it, and I remember all the challenges of learning how to uh, type stories. I'm not the greatest typist in the world, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that was a that was a challenge. I now now use IBM uh, or voice dictation, drag and dictate on the computer. Uh, but I started out when uh, that was not a uh, possibility, and uh, grew from grew from there. All the different things, you know, access to stadiums, access to press boxes, all sorts of things. And that's what I want people to learn is that there are challenges along the way every day that we must overcome, or our challenges will overcome us. Amen. Ah, uh, folks, great stuff. I want to end on that for just this segment right now as we take a break again here on Motivation with the Purpose. And when we come back, we want to give you the essence of why Motivation with the Purpose from the heart of Rich Hallstrom. Again, come back and join us in a few minutes as we take a break now on Motivation with the Purpose on TalkZone.com. It's time for more Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Now, back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Motivation with a Purpose. We have been talking with our host here, Rich Hallstrom, our co-host, Rich Hallstrom. And he has been sharing with us his heart and uh, talking about his life. Talking about the beginning of his life with, especially with a life uh, of disability from birth. But yet and still, he's uh, had the span of some over tw- almost 20 years uh, in the media industry, especially with radio and television and covering, you know, uh, very reputable pro- uh, uh, programs, sports, events, and so forth. And, uh, but Rich and I have, uh, not only become friends over the years or for uh, very close friends, but uh, we, I join at the heart with a desire to impact the lives of those that we come into contact with in person or whether we're talking about virtually in terms of being online here with TalkZone.com and Motivation with the Purpose on, uh, on the Internet. And, uh, Rich, as we, I want to give our guests an opportunity to really hear your heart as well as to the birthplace, your heart being the birthplace 
for motivation with a purpose. And again, I'm obviously I'm I'm a little fond of of quotes here, but here's another one that says, "Ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do. And attitude determines how well you do it." Why? Motivation with the purpose, Rich. Why did you, why, why was this birth in you? Why did you feel the need to have such a conversation, such a dialogue on a regular basis for others to glean a two, a thing or two in terms of motivating themselves from such well, an uh, opportunity? The reason for motivation with a purpose and the reason that motivation with a purpose is needed is, uh, just by the title, motivation with a purpose. A lot of people are motivated by various things. Money, power, uh, greed, uh, jealousy, all these things. But they aren't necessarily the right things. And they don't necessarily give us the opportunity to examine the important questions of life. Mm-hmm. Why am I here? What am I doing with every moment of my life? What am I motivated by? Who am I motivated by? And what should I be motivated by? Those are the three questions in various different forms are the backbone of motivation with a purpose. Why do you think people care about that? I think people care about that because those are the questions, unspoken or spoken, that are, ro- that are rolling around in their mind every day, even though they may not acknowledge it. Because we're all looking for significance. That's a very important, that's a very important word. Significance. We all want to be valued. Mm -hmm. So if we all want to be valued and we all want to be significant, then we have to decide how are we going to find out the truth? Now, not the truth as we perceive it, but the real truth. And now this uh, brings us to an interesting question. Is there absolute truth? Is there real truth to be known? And through a personal relationship, through a personal relationship with Christ and through the things that God has revealed to me, that is what enhances motivation with a purpose. And I want to pass those things on. Two people, because I want them to have the same opportunity to examine all these questions and examine their life in a positive way, in a real way, not just pumping them up with emotion, but using motivation in a positive way based on truth. But Rich, here's what I want you to, because I know you, we, we hinted on it just in the beginning of the show as we did your intro, but this is something that you personally struggled with for a time as well and felt like you, as you came through that process, you, that, 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 that gave you the, again, for lack of a better term, or maybe the best term, the motivation to do what you do. So tell us a little bit about that struggle and how you embarked upon it, how it engaged you, and how did you come through it? Well... Uh, that struggle was really a, a dark one because I decided even at one point I didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I need to translate that for our audience out there listening when I say I didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even plan, I plan that out. I didn't want to be here. And then I said to my, I said to myself, Wow, you're doing all these successful things. You're being, you're all, there's all this success. But your definition might be wrong. Mm. Your definition of success might be wrong. And you you may be missing what you are really supposed to be doing. And stop living up to other people's expectations. And live up to your potential. Mm. The things that you have been gifted with. Because people's perceptions come and go. 
But the gifts that we have been given, those are the things that have an opportunity to last for eternity. And that's what makes them the most important. Mm-hmm. And I went through I went through a I went I went through a divorce. I went through a questioning of all kinds of things, and uh, I had to. I mean, I stripped down to the bare bones, my friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we don't need to go into every single one of the de- every single one of the details because that doesn't matter. Right. But what does matter is that I know what that is to struggle with that and you're not going to find those answers within you but you have what you have to do is you have to search for the tr- you have to search for the truth no matter what the answer is because if you really want to be successful you've got to be willing to take a look at everything and be the person that God wants you to be. And when I say be the person that God wants you to be, don't be the person that God want that you think God wants you to be, but be, be the person that God wants you to be. Don't make God in your own image. Don't make your own life in your own image. But really ask yourself this question this morning. Am I living, truly living the life that I'm supposed to? Is my definition of what the truth is really the truth? Because if, because if I can find, because if I can define my own definition of truth, then nobody should be unhappy. But that's, but see, that's why that's happening. Rich, I, 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 want, I want to engage you here with something that uh, you've been saying has been on my mind. In this last few weeks, uh, last week at least, I've been dwelling a lot with looking at, you remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I sure do. And, and uh, because of their defiance of King Nebuchadnezzar, the most powerful man in the world at that time, and they told him that because he had built his statue of golden and so forth, uh, and they were supposed to worship, and they said, Nebuchadnezzar, whether in death or if God decides to save us, we will be delivered, but we will not bow down to your statue. I saw, uh, I've been talking about that, understanding that, you know, the, the, the providence of God, understanding that, uh, you know, yes, there's some that's unique about that story, that Cedric, Meshach, and Abednego, except for that story, are never mentioned again ever in the Bible, in the book of Daniel, even though in the Bible. Yet and still, that monumental moment, of them going to the furnace, never getting burned, or falling the furnace, never getting burned, and seeing a fourth person in the image of God. My point is, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked in the fire, symbolically and literally. They walked in the fire when things were the most difficult and challenging is when they most went, when God showed up and walked in the fire with them. The opportunity to see God and and display the power of God was in the heat of, of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I say that, Again, looking at the, because you, you're talking about God and that perspective that you have in terms of understanding war, how we are motivated, uh, in this case, how you have been motivated to come up with this, uh, in, incredible show. I mean, do you identify with what went on with those three Hebrew young men? Oh, I definitely identify with that because, and that's why I, ident- I identify with the, I identify with the life of Christ because I know that Christ is God and who he claimed to be. And he's the most influential place, person in history because of who he is. You know, go for it. You know, and do the whole, and, and see who Christ, see who Christ is and see who, see who the real living God is. And that's why I identify with that because no one could have done the miracles in my life except for the real, true and living God. And that's what God did is he showed up in the darkest hour mm-hmm. because I was open to it. Mm-hmm. Not because people told me what, told me what to believe or, um, you know, banged, banged it over the, banged it over my head or talked me into it. I know it's, I know it's real. 
I know it's real from a factual standpoint. Just as I know after I do the show today, I'm going to go to the bank. Mm-hmm. Because it's because it's real. Truth is real. You know, if truth wasn't real, we wouldn't be searching for it. Rich, let's talk about the lesson as you have birthed this showing out of your inner your heart and desire to do motivation. What is the lesson that you really want our listeners to consistently take away from this program? Uh, define and decide and learn who you're motivated by, what you're motivated by, and what you should be motivated by. And I want everyone to know that that is the foundation of the show. And ultimately, that foundation for motivation with a purpose leads to a personal relationship with Christ. That's what we're trying to show through all these stories is that God is that God is real, God's power is real, that real motivation with a purpose will ultimately lead you to having to answer that question. Now, how you answer that question is up to you. Mm-hmm. But motivation with a purpose will stand for the truth. Because truth does matter. And along with truth comes grace and power from God. And we can't and we can't deny, you know, again, true to form as you are describing, you can't we can't deny some of the guests that we described earlier of uh, you know, they uh um, you know, right for profit and what's going on there. And uh, these are men that obviously come with a motivation that is uh, scripturally based in terms of what they're doing and what their desires are to help these uh, these women out in the street and help these families, even the, even the, the ones that are uh, preying on these women. I mean, you talked about the dream adventures. You talked about the morning center. I mean, that is in essence uh, the core of your message that you continue to bring the, these guests that are preaching and, and obviously showing that God does exist, and He exists in this form. He's like, you know, and you, whatever your motivation is, please pursue it, because God's using you just as well. Is that is that is that accurate? That would be perfectly accurate. That's a one hundred percent accurate. If I wanted to put that on a bumper sticker, I wish I had one right now and could uh, put that on a bumper bumper sticker because that's one hundred percent perfectly accurate. And I believe that if you listen to these stories. Even if the person that we happen to be interviewing is not a Christian, God is in that story somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he is using motivation with a purpose to draw people to himself. And we're not trying to put we're not trying to push religion. We're trying to push motivation with a purpose. Mm-hmm. We're trying to push truth. Because the truth will set you free. My friend, my great friend, this has been a wonderful conversation with you, just giving our audience to hear a little bit of your heart and how we have arrived here. And I want you, you know, to just, uh, it, it's your show. It's, uh, I always enjoy being on here with you. And uh, why don't you uh, uh, give us a wrap, you what we're doing in, in, in this process. Well, in this process today, we wanted to give you a behind-the-scenes look at what Motivation with a Purpose is all about. And we thank you for turning in every single week to Motivation with a Purpose right here on TalkZone.com so that you can be motivated by the right kinds of things, what you should be motivated by, who you should be motivated by, and why you should be a motivated person with purpose. We invite you to tune in every week right here on TalkZone.com for another exciting episode of Motivation with a Purpose. Have a great weekend, everybody.